Ephesians chapter number 1, Paul prayed this, and, uh, and uh, you can pray this for yourself or for others you love. He said in verse number, we'll just start, let's see, verse number 16 maybe. He said, uh, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you would know what is the hope of His calling and what is the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints. So he's mentioning a couple of things he's praying for them about. The riches of the glory, the eyes of their understanding will be enlightened. They know the hope of His calling, the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of His power to usward who believe, according to the working of His mighty power which He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. Amen. Amen. God wrought some mighty power. That's the mightiest power ever demonstrated in, in the history of the world, not even creation. That the power that created the worlds was as great as what raised Jesus from the dead. Because it wasn't just raising Jesus from the dead, it was defeating the enemy during, during that. The exceeding greatness of his power, which he wrought, he wants us to know this power. Which he wrought in, notice he said, which is to us word who believe. You know, when God was raising Jesus from the dead, we were the target of that. It was to us word. And so he said, he wants us to know that power. And uh, that's to us who believe, according to the working of His mighty power, He wrought in Christ when He raised Him from the dead. And notice, set Him at His own right hand in the heavenly places. Most Christians believe that, that Jesus was seated, sat down at the right hand of the Father uh, in, in heavenly places when He rose from the dead, of course, ascended up. Then He said, far above, this is where He's seated, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named. That's these evil forces that we have to deal with down here. Ephesians uh, 6 says, he said, you know, verse 10, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Then he said, put on the whole armor of God. For he said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, notice, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness and high. That's those same forces, evil forces, that he's talking about here. So when you read that in Ephesians 6, you know, these are these forces that oppose us and are arrayed against us uh, in the spirit realm, demonic forces. Always remember that these forces were defeated when Jesus rose from the dead. God raised Jesus from the dead far above these evil forces. Far above, verse, verse 21, principalities, power, might, and dominion. And every name that is named. I mean, if it's got a name, the name of Jesus is higher than that. And not only in this world, but in that which is to come. Amen. Boy, there's so much here we could be saying. But let's keep on going. I've got to get to something. Hath put all things. Well, you can see from the things as italicized. He's talking, that means the translators added it. In other words, all these forces, all these principalities and powers. He put all of them under his feet, his feet, and gave him, Jesus, to be the head over all things to the church, notice, which is his body. The church is his body. The fullness of him that filleth all in all. 
Now, we usually stop there because man divided this into chapter and verse, and chapter 2 starts next. But notice, and you. God didn't, uh, the, the, the chapters and verse, you know, were, that was added by man later. This is just one letter. I don't write letters to anybody in chapter and verse. <laughs> you don't. Paul didn't either. But, but, but he's, he's saying he raised him and you. And you. That's the believer. Hath quickened us together, and you hath he quickened, who were dead in trespasses and sins. And uh, where in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now works in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in the time past in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, whereby nature the children of wrath, even as others. That's, that's time past. But God, aren't you glad for God, who is rich in mercy, for his, he's rich in it. Doesn't that mean he's loaded with it? For his great love, wherewith he loved us. Uh, for his great love, wherewith he, even when we were dead in sins, hath quickened us together with Christ. Hallelujah. So not only was he quickened, we were quickened. Quickens means made alive. He's talking about coming out of spiritual death over into spiritual life. Not talking about physical death or life. I mean, it's, it's physical death and life is, is something we have to deal with too, but he's talking here about spiritual quickening, made us alive spiritually. Our old man was crucified with Christ. We became alive in Christ. Then he said, uh, hath quickened us together with Christ. By grace are you saved. Now notice verse number six. And, and, this is something else he did, hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Oh my goodness. Now notice he's saying, if you read chapter 1, verse number, well we'll just start in verse number 20, which he wrought in Christ, this power that he wrought in Christ, when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places. But see, Verse number uh, 21 says where that is, far above, far above all these forces of darkness. But then he said not only in chapter number 2, verse number 6, he's not only did he raise Jesus and seat Jesus far above, but he raised those who believe in him to sit with him in heavenly places. See, too many Christians just have a, you know, grave religion. Jesus in the grave, so to speak, or Jesus on the cross. Thank God for the cross. We don't minimize the cross. But they got him still on the, still on the cross or still in the grave when actually he's already passed through that and he's raised up and seated at the right hand of the Father. He's, he's there today, ever living to make intercession for us. Praise God. He's the apostle and high priest of our confession. And then it says here, though, that not only did he raise Jesus from the dead but he, and, and seated him at the right hand of the Father, and, but he seated us yes. with him. Yes. Where? Far above. Far above. Far above. So we should not just have a, uh, a cross religion. I don't mean to minimize the cross. Thank God we were crucified with Christ. I'm not trying to minimize that. But see, we got to go on through the cross and come over and sit down in our rightful seat of authority. Because that's what that represents when it says far above, he put all things under his feet. That means he has, he's now in a position of authority over these forces. Right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
And we are too. <laughs> we are too. We're seated far above. Hallelujah. Oh, amen. So I just wanted you to see that. And then he says in Psalm chapter number, Psalm chapter number eight, if you want to turn there in verses four through six, I'll give you a moment to turn there. But you see, while you're turning to Psalms, you might remember in Genesis 1, God made man in his image. This is back in the original creation. Genesis 1, 26, made him in his image and in his likeness. And then he said, he said, be fruitful, multiply, and have dominion. God gave man, Adam and Eve were the only ones then, but he was giving it to all men, uh, man dominion over the fish of the sea, the fowl of the air, every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. I always say I got dominion over creeps. And then he said over all the earth. He gave man dominion over all the earth. Well, then why does 2 Corinthians 4, 4 say that Satan is the God of this world? It does say that, doesn't it? Why does the Bible say that? Why on earth did God make Satan the God of this world? He didn't. Adam you relinquished that when he bowed the knee to Satan and obeyed Satan. And Satan got dominion back. Well, he got it from man, not back. But he got it from man. And man came under satanic dominion. Fell into sin. And fell into everything that belongs to him because of that. But Jesus came to get it back. That's, that's what I want to share with you tonight. Jesus came to get that dominion for those that would believe on him to get that dominion back. Now, I want you to see here in Psalm chapter number one, uh, excuse me, Psalm chapter eight, this is talking about man actually in the creation. But if you read Hebrews, it's also talking about man, uh, the church today after redemption. But notice, what, verse number 4 through 6, Psalm 8, 4 through 6. What is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visitest him. Now, Hebrews quotes this and refers to Jesus being that visitation. He came. For, what ha, uh, for thou hast made him man and Jesus for a little time, not, not, not when he walked the earth, but for a little time in death, spiritual death, made him a little lower than the angels. That literally in the Hebrew says God. And has crowned him with glory and honor. Yes. Put, man, put a crown on man's head. Yes. Well, you go back to reading Genesis chapter 1, you don't see, man, you don't see Adam with a crown. Right. I mean a crown of gold or, right. you know, something with diamonds in it or something like that. But what he crowned him with was glory and honor. Crowned him with glory and honor. Now notice, and here's what that crown included. Thou madest him to have dominion. You know, kings have crowns. And so he crowned him with glory and the honor. Get that. Notice he said glory and honor. And the honor of having a say. Dominion. He said, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and have dominion. So he crowned him with that. And he said, and have dominion over the works of thy hands and hath put all things under his feet. Well, that was the way Adam was created. But see, Adam sinned and fell and lost all that. But Jesus came to get it back. 
Remember whenever he rose from the dead, the first thing he said, all, King James says power, but it's literally a dominion or authority, all authority yes. is given unto me in heaven and earth. Yes. Yes. <laughs> well, if it's his, then we should pray for him to do something about the devil in our lives, right? But you read the New Testament and you don't see a single scripture that tells us to pray to Jesus or God to do anything about the devil. Well, wait a minute. He rose from the dead. He said, all authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. If he's got it, we've got to pray him to do something about the devil. But yet we don't see one scripture that tells us to pray to him to do something about the devil. So what does it mean he's got it? He got it for us. Because he said, uh, he said, all authority is given unto me in heaven and earth. Then he immediately turned around and said, go ye therefore. And the first thing he said in Mark's account, the first thing he said was, cast out devils. That means exercise authority over demonic forces. That's, you can't cast them out unless you exercise authority over them. So, so we've got to meditate, <laughs> stew in the dominion that is ours as believers. Because Jesus, or our man lost it, Jesus came to get it back. You could say, the Bible said, Jesus came to seek and save that which was lost. We know that refers to us. It certainly refers to us. No question about it. But you could almost apply what I'm talking about to it. He came to seek and save what was lost. He came to bring us back our authority. That's what was lost. Yes, sir. <laughs> Amen. Yes, sir. So, so he said he crowned man. That's what he originally crowned him with. And we got, Jesus gave us that crown back. You know, the Bible says whenever we see him, we, 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 we are ascended and, you know, we, we are raptured out of here or whatever, whenever we die. That, that, and then we have that great ceremony. We're going to cast our crowns before his feet. You know. What crown is that? <laughs> So, so he said, he crowned him with glory and honor. Okay, now, a crown's something you wear, isn't it? So really, dominion, what he's saying is, wear this. Wear this. I'm giving you this to wear throughout life. I'm telling you, it fits you real well. It sure fits you better than being dominated. Being, being harassed and kicked from pillar to post pillar to post doesn't fit you. It doesn't suit you. It doesn't look like who you really are in Christ. Not who you are in, you know, I'm somebody. No, we're not nobody in the flesh, but who we are in Christ. Walking in authority and treading. Jesus said, I give you, this is in Luke's gospel, Luke chapter number 10, verse number 19. I give you power. The King James says power. It's the Greek word for authority to tread on serpents and scorpions. Now, what does he mean by that? He tells us more over all the power of the enemy. So he's talking about treading on these evil forces. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Praise be to God. Now, you might have to forgive me. I might preach myself happy tonight. <laughs> Hallelujah. <clears throat> We've got to decide. Because we got different kinds of thinking in the body of Christ. We got to decide. You, if you listen to some people, I'm not, I'm not trying to poop. I'm just talking about issues, not people, you know. People that sometimes they, they see themselves, if you listen to them, they're the defeated church. 
They're not the victorious church. They're not the church raised with Jesus seated, seated at the right hand of the Father. They're the church that's got to battle the enemy and try to get the victory. And they're always warring with the devil. But why do you want to fight somebody Jesus already defeated and put under our feet? You notice there in Ephesians 1, he said, and, and uh, the power, he wants us to know the power that he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his own right hand, far above all principality and power, might and dominion, every name in his name, put all, put all things under his feet, and then gave him to be the head. Gave him to be the head. He's not the feet, he's the head. Where's the feet? Feet's in the body. You might feel like you're the bottom cell on the left little toe of the body of Christ. <laughs> the very bottom of it. But you're far above the devil. If that's who you are, you're far above. You're seated far above the devil and all the forces of darkness. Praise God. We got to renew our mind to this. Because this is not the wisdom of the devil. He'll never tell you that he's defeated and that he's under your feet. He'll tell you, I'm big and bad, I'm running everything. But you see, you got, we got to get the knowledge of God's Word rather than the knowledge of sense knowledge and what we feel like sometimes. This is true whether you feel like it or not. It's just absolutely Bible truth. We got to, the Bible says we walk by faith, not by sight. There are things that doesn't look like you're, you're, you're in authority over, but you just hold the devil up. You hold this, this truth by faith up against him and say, it's true whether I feel like it or not, and you're under my feet. <clears throat> hold him in the arena of faith. I did it. I'm, I already did it. I'm getting happy. <laughs> so this looks real good on you. That you should learn to wear this. The Bible talks about putting on the, you know, put off the old man, put on the new man. This is part of, this is part of what you're to put on. This belongs to you. You know, if, if, if I would have walked in here tonight, nobody is in here tonight wearing a crown. I mean, talking about in the natural, you see a physical crown on your head. If I were to walk in here tonight with a physical crown on my head, I would, everybody would recognize that, right? What on earth is he doing, you know? <laughs> Who is this guy? Well, what I'm saying is, if, 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 if I was wearing a crown, everybody would recognize it. And if you're walking in your dominion, people are going to recognize it, including the devil. He's going to recognize it. Not that wearing it's enough. You've got to exercise the authority that it gives you. But right on the other hand... Uh, you would, if, if you were wearing a physical crown every day, you get up in the morning, you look in the mirror, and there's that crown. Right? right? Yes. Yes. See, what I'm saying is that you and I need to be conscious of this authority. He's crowned us with authority. What he's saying is wear it. And if you're wearing it, Every time you look in the mirror, every time somebody greets you, because it's unusual, people aren't used to people wearing crowns. Every time somebody greets you, what's that crown on your head? Everybody be talking about it. Everybody be, everybody'd be conscious of it. You'd look in the mirror and you'd be conscious of it. And that's what he's saying. Be conscious of, be conscious of this authority all the time. In all the circumstances of life. Be conscious that you are in dominion over all the forces of darkness. Hallelujah. And so everywhere you go, 
stay conscious of this. Uh, that everything in this life is trying to keep, is trying to strip that dominion consciousness away from you. It's trying to tell you, you know, you're defeated or you can't, you don't have a say in the affairs of life. Or that, you know, things just go certain ways and we don't have any, any power to control it or have any say in how life turns out or whether we live victorious or whether we're tormented in our minds. Whether we have peace in our minds or whether we have, you know, uh, torment in our minds. Some people think, they, well, just, we just don't have any say about that. We have all the say about it. All the say about it. And you need to study. I could give you 10 different areas tonight. In fact, why don't I? that you need to meditate on your authority. Yeah. You want to just look at some of them? We won't, we won't take a lot of time on this because it would be, it would be, way, it'd be, it'd be a 10-part series. <laughs> but you, you, are, you need to exercise authority over demon forces, of course. And when I say demon forces, I'm not just talking about waiting to see some, red, some guy show up with a red pajama suit and a pitchfork and say, hi, I'm the devil. I'm not, don't, he, he, you don't have to wait for that. How about when he just comes with his thoughts? How about when he comes with fear? You know what I'm talking about? How about when he comes with mental oppression? How about when he comes with sickness and disease? See, those are areas you exercise authority over. Authority over uh, sickness and disease. Jesus did that. He spoke to sickness and disease and it obeyed him. So he said, but that was Jesus. That, that was Jesus showing us how we live. I could get a lot into that, but, but so over demon forces, uh, over uh, mental oppression, we mentioned that, that robs you of your peace, uh, and all the thoughts of, uh, you know, condemnation and all that he brings. Uh, how about just the, uh, uh, authority over temptation, perversion, uh, immorality. We've ministered to people that Satan was just attacking their mind with thoughts of suicide. You know, our church in Cedar Rapids is full of people that uh, came with all sorts of bondages, maladies, ills, afflictions, torments. Met, they were on all sorts of medications. It's almost like we have a church full of the w women with the issue of blood. They had suffered many things of many doctors, many psychologists, many counselors, many, many medications, many treatment centers. <laughs> And we're nothing better, but rather grew worse. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? And weren't getting any help anywhere else until they found out about their authority. Found out who they were in Christ. And now they're off their medications. Hallelujah. My, 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 my. Anyway. Over all thoughts of mental oppression and all these things. Uh, over demons. That includes evil spirits that blinds the mind of people that believe not. Yes. How about authority over uh, fleshly nature of unforgiveness? Sickness and disease is another one. How about authority? Let's, let's say this. Authority over your home to guard what gets in your home. Your home is to be a place of peace, not a place where demonic influences torment your children and give them nightmares at night, and they're tormented in their minds and waking up with bad dreams and stuff like that. You can draw a bloodline around your home and say, in the name of Jesus, 
You don't touch our children. Amen. Amen. And so we, we could talk about that. You know, the, the Garden of Eden, Bible said God, God put man in the Garden of Eden back there. The Garden of Eden was Adam's home. That's what that was. It was Adam's home. And God told him to keep it. Guard it. Amen. That means keep the devil out of it. But he didn't do that, did he? Like somebody said, you're the boss in your house, not the butler. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? In other words, you, you can say, Satan, you don't have any right in this house. No, no manifestations of demonic wrappings on the wall, nothing, nothing, no, 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 none of this junk that happens. You know, our society's filling up with demonically oppressed people. I'm not trying to draw attention to the devil. I'm just saying, we don't have to have a single bit of it. We're redeemed, and we're seated far above. Amen. And so, how about authority over our bodies? When we talk about authority, we got to break it down and make it practical, you know. Yeah. Authority over our body. That could be, you know, 1 Corinthians 9, 27, said, Paul said, I keep under my body. I keep, in other words, I bring it into subjection. I don't just let it do everything it wants to do. And so you could talk about that. You could talk about, you know, the appetites of the flesh. You could talk about sickness and disease. I've had uh, a number of times where Satan tried to, I, I remember... I remember one time he, he attacked my neck with a, with a, I mean, I couldn't get freedom from pain no matter how I stood, no matter how I laid at nighttime. I slept about seven pillows, Pastor, trying to get comfortable, and that would hurt, so I'd push this pillow up here a little bit further, and that would hurt. But I said, in the name of Jesus, I'm not accepting this. Now, somebody said, well, I didn't know you could do that. Well, let, let's meditate in this until we see what the Word of God says. The Bible says, you know, Acts 1.8, uh, they, they, Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was it. Sickness is satanic oppression. Uh, so, so I said, ah, no, no, I'm not accepting this. And I got my scriptures out and took my stand of faith, and I walked the floor. This is in the nighttime, just thanking God. Thank you, Jesus. You, you took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. And, uh, and uh, I'd get some relief, and I'd lay down to get to sleep. Within an hour, I had so much pain again, I had to get back up again. So I did that for a number of hours, and actually a number of nights. And the devil kept saying, ah, you're going to be in a wheelchair and all this stuff. I said, devil, you're a liar. Himself took my infirmities and bore my sickness. And I held him up to that authority and told him, no, you don't. And I'll never forget it. I think it was the second or third night. I'm walking the floor just thanking God. He took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses. And I was, see, see, remember Jesus said, Matthew 18, 18, whatever you, King James says, whatever you uh, bind will be bound. Whatever you loose will be loosed. One, sa one translation says, whatever you uh, forbid will be forbidden. Or whatever you allow will be allowed. Oh, I don't know why God allowed that in my pain in my neck. I don't know why he allowed it. He didn't allow it. We allowed it. That's pretty strong, but I'm just reading the Bible. So I decided I'm not allowing this. Like somebody said one time, I'm, I'm a farm boy, so you got to kind of forgive me, all right? He said, you got to stand up on your hind legs sometimes and say no. <laughs> Amen. The Bible said, resist the devil and he'll flee from you. 
And so I said, I'm not allowed. And I'll never forget it. Third night, just standing my ground. And something, just the anointing just flooded down over me. And I could feel the pain just melting away. I laid down after just praising God for another hour, just thanking him, and laid down, and about 90% of it faded, I mean, was, was gone, and from the, for the next, uh, I don't know, 12 to 14 hours, something like that, the rest of it just disappeared. I've been free ever since. That's happened to me a number of times, and I got challenged by the Lord every time. Are you going to allow this? Yeah, well, we're all getting older, you know, we're all getting old. Well, if you allow... You're back to get out and you're saying, you know what I'm talking about? But see, most Christians don't, don't hear that kind of preaching. They're just subject in their thinking, not because they are, but they're subject in their thinking, just whatever the devil wants to do. Well, praise the Lord. If that's a, if that's a challenge to your thinking, don't throw it away just because maybe you, don't, you, you haven't heard that before. Amen. So, anyway, sickness and disease. How about, we already mentioned the authority in your home. How about the authority in the realm of money, business, and finance? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, the Bible says in Romans 5, 17, we reign in this life as, well, King James says reign in life by one Christ Jesus. Every other translation I've ever read says reign as a king. You ever seen a poor king? No, sir. Poor and king don't go together. <laughs> Those two words don't go together. And so uh, that's, what he's, that, that's one thing he's talking about. Uh, we're redeemed from the curse of the law, the Bible says. Christ, Galatians 3, 13, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law. So that's, that's something we've got to decide. Are we, are we a defeated church bound by all these circumstances, bound by these, these things that Satan pushes? Or are we the victorious church? Uh, you know, there's just something that we got. We just got to decide: Are we the defeated church? Are we the militant church? Or are we the victorious church? What do I mean, militant church? I mean, they're always fighting the devil, fighting the devil. Oh, why are you fighting somebody that's already put beneath your feet? Let me tell you where the fight is. It's in the arena of renewing our mind to, to the truth that he's already defeated. Amen. And see, I got to fight that fight just because I'm anointed to preach doesn't mean I'm anointed to practice the word. I got to practice the word like everybody else practices the word. I just told you an example in my life. Well, see, but, but, but see, God honored his word whenever I stood for it. I stood on that word. He honored that word. And I'm standing here free without pain because of it. In fact, be honest with you, the last, since that was, that was, I don't know how many years ago, maybe four years ago, I'm just estimating. But my, my neck now, uh, it always seemed a little bit loose or a little bit wasn't quite, you know, kind of, it just didn't feel the same. But now it's stronger than the rest of my back. I better get on the rest of my back, shouldn't I, huh? Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. All right. Well, praise the Lord. Are you glad you came tonight? But I'm just talking to you about this authority. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, are you still glad you came? Yes. So he said, uh, he's crowned man with glory and honor and gave him dominion. Stay dominion minded. Stay conscious of this dominion. Uh, for far too often in our lives, this is an afterthought. 
after we put up with something for a while. Then maybe we hear somebody preaching on, oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. We get stirred up about it. And, and thank God for that. But, but we, we just need to stay conscious about it all the time. And so uh, it doesn't just grow, dominion-mindedness, doesn't just grow through meditating on it, though, so that's a big, that's a big uh, factor in this, but it grows through walking in it and exercising it. Am I making any sense? Uh, the more you exercise something, the more you're aware of it. Amen. So there needs to be a consistent lifestyle of walking in dominion. In other words, practice this every day. Practice it every day. Just get up in the morning and say, Father, I take authority over all the circumstances of this day. I release the angels according to the Word of God, their ministering spirits set in the assistance of those who are heirs of salvation. King James says that, uh, uh, I mean, the Amplified says, in the assistance of those, Hebrews 1, 14. I commission them to go before me, prepare my way before me. Thank you, Father. I'm kept by the power of God. And start saying some things how your day is going to be. You'll have what you say, Jesus said. And so all, all really of our inheritance depends on us walking in dominion. And let me explain what I mean by that. You remember when God put Adam in the garden? He, he gave him the garden. He said, he, he said, everything that you need is here. You know, every, everything he needed, everything he needed to eat, everything he needed. In fact, he told him to you know, different things, where they were. But, but he said this, and then he said, and, but he didn't just give him all that he needed. Yeah. He gave him dominion. dominion. Yes. Yes. And let me tell you why. Because if God had given him all that he needed, everything he needed to eat, everything he needed to live, take care of himself, take care of his family, live in, lose everything. If God had given him all that, but hadn't given him dominion over all of it, there was, God knew there was somebody in the garden called Satan who was going to keep him from enjoying all that. And so he said, I'll not only give him everything he needs in this life, I'll give him dominion over everything he needs in this life. Amen. I'll give him dominion, and that will guarantee that Satan won't give him, you know, won't be able to rob him of it. You know, there's a thief. The Bible calls him our adversary. He's running around trying to steal, kill, and destroy. But you don't have to be afraid of him because you've got dominion over him. You can say, take your hands off my baby. Take your hands off my finance. Take your hands off my body. Take your hands off my mind. I resist those thoughts in the name of Jesus. And so that's our right, and that's our authority. And you can, you can develop the consciousness of this, and you can develop in faith along these lines and get momentum going in these things. Spiritual things are like natural things, and natural things are examples of spiritual things sometimes. And one thing that happens in the natural realm is you can you get in your car like you get in your car after the service tonight, and you'll, you'll get going down the road. But see, you gotta, first of all, you've got to push that accelerator to get that moving. That's right. That's right. But then once it move, starts moving, it, it'll just coast. Yeah. Yeah. That's called momentum. The spiritual things can get that way. It can t- take some effort to get, get flowing in authority. But you can get this moving to the place where it's just flowing, 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 flowing. Yes. 
That's, that's, that's really what God's plan is for our lives. All right. So um, let's go down here to something, and we'll, we won't spend a whole lot more time here. Just, uh, you know, Jesus said that in Mark 16, all believers, verses 15 through 20, all believers are to be exercising this authority over demons, over sickness, and so forth and so on. He mentions there, these signs will follow them that believe. And he mentions casting out devils and so forth and so on. And he didn't say preachers. He said, these signs will follow them that believe. They'll exercise authority over the demon forces. That's one of the things he said there. And so everybody should be interested in this. Because this will really give you the ability to change the story of your life. This is not, this, you know, people, they put limits on their life because of their background, education, you know, whatever. Well, this is the reason I can't, and I'll never have that, and I'll never do this, and I'll never, and they'll they'll put limits on. But see, this, this is the, this authority that he gave to every member of the body of Christ when he raised us up and set us with him, this authority levels the playing field. Absolutely levels the playing field. And the reason this is so vital is because it makes us able to walk into everything God's provided in our inheritance. It makes it all ours. Now, a lot of times things, people say, I don't know why things aren't coming to me. Jesus said so in Matthew 18. 18. He said, why? He said, whatever you bind is bound, whatever you loose is loosed. Some things don't uh, freely flow to the believer that should because it's bound up somewhere. You know, natural, there there are things that people talk about in the natural realm that somebody, well, nobody ever gives me a break, or I just don't have many opportunities, or this or that or the other. But those are all things that are rooted in forces of the spirit realm binding those things up. That's what that is. A lot of things that belong to the believer just don't come as they should, don't flow as they should, because the believer hasn't yet learned to loose them. They're bound up somewhere. And call it to them. (laughs) Now, I know if if you've not said under the word, that might sound strange to you. But, but uh, you can do that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You can speak to things. Jesus said, whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed. Yes, and, and you can talk to things. Yes, now, that doesn't sound like what, what uh, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times, it doesn't sound like that would work, but Jesus said you could. Right. And so uh, when things don't reach people's lives, it's because they're held up in another location. Either by demon forces or people inspired by demon forces. You understand what we're talking about. And they're not going to get loosed into your life just because they're the will of God. God's will doesn't loose it. God's will provided it. You understand? And so they don't get loosed unless earth looses it. Go to Matthew 18, 18. Look at it. Because we can, we can read verses and sometimes read right past it, don't see what it says. I know I've done that many times. And God's pointing something out. I was like, well, wait a minute, I didn't see that. Right. Notice what it says. Yes, sir. Luke 18, 18. Yes, sir. 
Luke 18, I'm sorry, did I say Luke? Matthew 18, 18. Matthew 18, 18. Notice what he said. He said, Verily I say unto you, Whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Again, I say unto you, If two of you agree on earth, touch anything they ask, it will be done for them, my Father which is in heaven. Now, notice, whatever you bind or loose, one translation says forbid or permit, will be forbidden or permitted in heaven. Notice where that starts. It starts on earth. I read that for years and didn't notice that. I thought, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. I was waiting on heaven to do something. And he said, heaven is waiting on earth to do something. Did you see that? It's waiting on earth to bind it or loose it. What he's saying is, here in heaven, we'll back you up. But you're the ones that we gave the authority to down there on earth. Adam originally had the authority on the earth. Satan stole it from him, but Jesus gave it back. And so he's waiting on us to exercise that authority. And he said, you exercise that authority on earth. We'll back you up in heaven. Whew, my, 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 my. That, we've got to learn to do that. Amen. That's what loosing is all about or binding is all about. And people say, I wonder why that's just not coming. I wonder why that's just not working out. Well, has earth, made the, has earth done the binding or the loosing? So um, they're not going to get loose just because they're the will of God. They're going to get loose because earth looses them. And heaven will back us up. Isn't that good? There's a doctrine going around. In fact, in the body of Christ as a whole, people will say things like this. When it's God's time, it'll happen. That's a lie. There's a lot of things that God's time is for right now. Now is the accepted time. Today is the day of salvation. If salvation provided it, right now is the time for it. Not in God's good time. God's good time was 2,000 years ago. <laughs> Amen. And so, uh, but see, well, when God's time comes, it'll happen. That, that doesn't sound like authority talking. That sounds like somebody waiting on God. And this verse said, God's not waiting on, or we're not waiting on God. God's waiting on us. I'll tell you, there's some things I've loosened. It's moving my way right now. <laughs> moving my way right now. But see, authority doesn't talk like that. That's lack of knowledge. That's people who are saying things out of a lack of knowledge of the Word of God. It's coming out of religion rather than... And let me tell you, there's a lot of songs that you just can't listen to, if I could just be so bold as to say it, because it keeps you in the realm of being a beggar. Oh, God, we please do something some way, somehow. I'm not trying to. I'm just simply saying a lot of like, you got to watch what you're feeding into your spirit. That's right. That's coming out of people's minds that are unrenewed. Just because the name of Jesus is in it doesn't mean it's scriptural. Now I'm not mad at anybody tonight. I came in here happy tonight. I'm just talking about what the word says. We got to guard against religious thinking. Because it keeps us, it hinders us and, and keeps us in the realm of waiting on God and everything's up to God and we're waiting for God and His good time and so forth and so on. 
And that's all, that, we, that doesn't sound like Matthew 18, 18, does it? So we've got to guard against that. You remember, I don't know, some of you might have, might have heard of Kenneth E. Hagin's ministry. That's where we came up under. Uh, we went to the Brahma Bible Training Center there, and we worked at the healing school there for, how many years was that? Six years, maybe. And uh, we saw, my goodness, I didn't want to leave, you know. <laughs> so we were having such a good time. <clears throat> many, many, many people healed and things happening. <clears throat> and uh, people set free from mental torments and so forth. But anyway, um, years ago, some of you might have heard of this, Jesus taught Brother Hagin in a vision about how to, how to get his financial needs met. He taught him to bind the enemy who seeks to keep these things from him. Yeah. Release the angels to go and cause the money to come and then uh, claim what he needed and, and praise God that it's done. If you look at that, half of that, there's four things he told him to do there. Half of it, two of them, are, have to do with authority. And none of it, none of it, listen very carefully, have anything to do with prayer. Are you preaching against prayer? No, I might pray more than a lot of people. I don't know how much people pray, but you know what I'm talking about. I believe in prayer. I believe in, I, we pray in the Holy Ghost, pray out things and so forth. But, but uh, uh, what Jesus taught Brother Hagin was where he was missing it. He told him, he said, you need to stop because he's begging God for his financial needs. He said, I need you to stop praying as you have been praying. He didn't say stop praying. Stop praying the way you've been praying. You know, there's there's prayer that is unscriptural. <laughs> prayer doesn't work. You know, it doesn't work because we prayed. It worked because it's scriptural. Uh, you know, uh, you, can, you can ask God to do something that the Bible said He's already done. Oh, Lord, bless us. Well, He already has. Ephesians 1.3, He's blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Doesn't say He's gonna, it says He has. A lot of prayers are not scriptural. You know, the Bible said, Jesus himself said, uh, the heathen pray. He said, and they, they think they'll be heard for their much speaking. In other words, we say today, repeating the same thing over and over. Repeating it the same thing over and over. Well, we'll just keep on praying this way. Maybe God will hear us. No, the Bible says you ask anything according to his will, he'll hear you. He'll hear you. He didn't hear you because he asked twice. He heard you because it was his will. You ask according to his will. Well, we just don't know what His will is. Well, if we know the Word, we know His will. We can just pray what the Word says. Hallelujah. And we could go through that. But anyway, he said, Jesus said, the heathen pray, and they think they'll be heard for their much speaking. Well, how many of you know just because they think that doesn't make it so? I might think I'm green and I'm a Martian, but that doesn't make me, that doesn't make me a green Martian. <laughs> So we can think things and do things that are not in line with the Word, and it won't work. And that's what Jesus was teaching Brother Hagin. You're, you're, you're not, he said, stop praying the way you've been praying about finances. Yes, yes. He didn't say stop praying. He said stop the way you've been praying. Yes. And so he said, uh, he taught him, he said, it's not me that's going to rain money because he's praying to God to, to provide his needs. He said, I'm up here in heaven. I'm not going to rain money down out of the sky. I'm not a counterfeiter. <laughs> I'm not going to rain what you need out of the sky. He said, the money you need is already down there. 
He said, and, and it's the enemy that's binding it up, not me. Right. I'm not withholding these things. Remember the Bible said, no good thing will he withhold right. from them that walk uprightly. Right. He won't withhold anything. He's not withholding anything. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. He's already given us richly all things to enjoy. So he said, it's not me withholding these things. He said, it's Satan trying to keep it from you down there. He said, you bind him. You bind him. And take authority over him. What that does is it makes him drop it. He's got to drop it. He's got to loose it. Amen. I'll tell you, there's no area that he'll resist you stronger in than in the area of finances. Uh, but we've learned how to make this work. And so, and so he said, you bind the enemy. And he said, you commission the angels to go and cause it to come. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, we've learned to do that. And I'm just telling you, it's almost like the Bible's true or something. <laughs> it's working for us. Praise the Lord. So we've got to guard against religious kinds of thinking. Yes. And we've all fell into those kinds of things. We're not, we're not here to you know, attack people. We're here just learning to come up to, to the level of the Word. Yes. And so uh, he said... Uh, that that's the kind of authority we have. And so uh, if things aren't coming like they should, and I'm not just talking about finances, I'm talking about anything, yeah. peace in our mind, so forth, it's because somewhere or another we're not at, in walking in our authority. Right. And notice everything that Jesus taught Brother Hagin in that, in that situation about his finances, because he's out ministering and you know, struggling financially to get the bills paid to keep on preaching, you know. But everything Jesus taught him there, none of it had anything to do with prayer. I'm not preaching against prayer. Congregation in Cedar Rapids knows we're big on prayer. But I'm just, I'm big on doing it right. Praying correctly. And not praying where we should be exercising authority. Some things you don't have to get God to do something. You have to get Satan to let go of something. Does that make sense? Yes. So we need to learn how to do that. And we need to, we, it, it's not, uh, how should I say it? It's not, um, it's not, people aren't used to that flow. They're used to an asking flow, begging God flow, and things like that. But they're not used to getting up and saying, now, and, and just speaking into the air. And say, now Satan, you take your hands off that. They're not used to that flow. So it takes some adjustment. Because you feel like, well, that didn't do any good. But see, you know, a policeman, he operates in authority, not in the realm of spiritual authority, but I'm talking about natural authority. And he'll stand up and he'll blow a whistle, stand up, hold up his hand and stop traffic. He's operating in authority. He doesn't, that's not his physical human strength that enables him to do that. I mean, if those cars decide to go, he couldn't hold those cars back. They'd run right over him. So he's not operating in his physical power. He's operating in authority delegated to him by a higher authority right? And he's, he, because people recognize that authority, they stop. Well, the, I'm here to tell you tonight, the devil recognizes yeah. authority. Yeah. He knows you've got it. He knows. And when you exercise it, he recognizes, I got I got to obey that. I have yes. to obey. Yes. He knows it. Because the power that raised Jesus from the dead is backing that authority up to deal with him. Woo-hoo. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. And he's met that power before, and he doesn't want to deal with that anymore. That power raised Jesus from the dead. (laughs) Hallelujah. Whoa, glory. Thank you, Jesus. So you might not, that that policeman might not feel 
You know, he might get up one, one day and his wife's mad at him. Before he left the house, the dog did something on the floor. He's, he's not having a good day. I mean, everything went wrong. His baby's got a fever. All kinds of stuff's going wrong. And he doesn't feel like he's got any authority. But you know, he can walk out there, no feelings at all, and blow that whistle, hold up his hand, and that authority will work. Amen. That's the way authority is. It's not a feeling. It's a position you have in Christ. It's a position. It's a place at the right hand of the Father that you have been seated, feeling or no feeling. Pastor Jay, how can I be there when I'm here? Well, ask yourself, who is you? You're saying, how can I? Who, who am I? You're, you're a three-part being. You are a spirit, created in the image of God, spirit being, God's a spirit. You are a spirit being, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Your body's down here. But what he's saying is the new position of that born-again human spirit is far above. So live out of that, not out of your flesh, not out of your feelings. See, feelings are the voice of the body. I'm glad I came to church tonight. I'm going to go home and write some of these things down. I just want to let you know. <laughs> you preach by unction, you, you get things you didn't even think about, so you go home and write it down. Everybody thought, boy, that's good. He studied all that out, and no, I didn't study that. I just got it at the moment. But you can walk out of your feelings and your feelings will tell you you don't have that authority and you just won't do anything. But you walk out of what you know. What you know. Jesus said you'll know the truth and the truth that you know. Not that you feel like it's so, but the truth that you know will make you free. So just go ahead and blow the whistle and hold up your hand <laughs> and say, in the name of Jesus. And it'll obey you. Forces of darkness will obey you. And that's what heaven is waiting on. Really, the reason Satan is active sometimes is because there is, he, he recognizes a vacuum in, in people's lives of this authority. He, 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 he'll hinder what God intended to be so in your life. Even though it's the will of God for you to have certain things, he'll hinder that because he doesn't see any authority being exercised. He operates in a vacuum of authority. God operates in God-ordained authority. So what I'm saying is, when you operate in authority, it gives God access to your life. Whenever you don't, it gives Satan access to your life. Not because, not because he has a right to, but he'll do it illegally as a criminal. You know... Nobody has the right to break into your house and steal your furniture. But they'll tr some people will try to do it illegally as a criminal. Right? And that's the way Satan is. He's illegal in the believer's life because we're redeemed from his authority. But he'll still try to do it as a criminal. He'll still try to bring in bondage. I'm almost done. <laughs> if he can get away with it. He doesn't do... He doesn't do what he has a right to do. He does what he can get away with. And where there's a vacuum of authority, he can get away with a lot. Right? If nobody shows up, if, if somebody's trying to steal the furniture out of your house and nobody shows up with authority, police that you called, right? They can continue doing what they're doing. But if somebody shows up with authority, they've got to stop it. 
You understand? Now, sometimes people give Satan place not willing or not uh, knowingly, let's put it that way, but they do it without knowledge. They don't know they have any authority to stop something. Well, if you, and, and some people are taught that it's God doing it. You know, God's making your baby sick to teach you something or something like that. And if they think that, well, we don't want to resist God. But no, Satan's the one that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And when you know it's Satan and you know you have authority over him, then, then you know, through, you won't give Satan place through ignorance. You have to know the word, know the truth, and be able to act on it. Amen. Amen. And so some people are, you know, you hear us preaching some of these things and you think, well, we're, we're, we're being hard on Christians and so forth. Um, many of them are good people, love God, go to heaven just as quick as you and I, you understand, but they live defeated down here in this life because they just don't know. And so Satan takes advantage of that lack of knowledge and he, because that lack of knowledge gives him the opportunity to do something. He'll take advantage of that. Yes. He's a meanie. He's not a nice guy. <laughs> you understand? And he'll take advantage of people. Sweet Christians, love God. You know what I'm talking about? Maybe, maybe live even more holy than some of us. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? But yet that's not what you resist the devil with. Living right helps. But you can live right and Satan and try to take over an area of your life without resisting him. He'll still be able to yes. take over an area of your life. Well, there's much more, but I'm going to quit. <laughs> Are you glad you came tonight? Yes. The knowledge of this is in its infancy, of the authority I'm talking about, of the believer, is in its infancy in the body of Christ. But we're going to keep on preaching this until, until the word gets more and more out. Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed. He didn't say, he, he didn't say the, the people under the devil's kingdom, or under the devil's authority out there in the darkness, kingdom of darkness. He said, my people, my people. And they're not destroyed because the devil's doing all this and doing all that. They're destroyed for a lack of knowledge. The devil just does what he can get away with is what he's saying. But we're learning. I'm learning. Are you learning? I've found this works. I'm not just preaching this tonight. I'm preaching something that I've been living and practicing. Many, many things. Actually, I don't think I'd be alive tonight because of some things that happened in years by. Uh, just Satan was trying to take me out. And, uh, but thank God for the truth. Thank God for the truth. Thank God. For, let's stand up together tonight. Praise the Lord. I believe that, that as soon as we hear the word, that's the best time to op operate in it and act on it. If there's something in your life that has been afflicting you, you know, attacks against your mind, attacks against your body, attacks against your home, maybe some sort of demonic activity. For some reason, I keep sensing that in people's homes, things that the devil's messing with people in that house about. Let's just go ahead and exercise it tonight, that authority that we have over that. You ready to do that? I don't know what it is in your life, but whatever, even while I was preaching, you might be saying, yeah, I see, I see an area that I need to exercise authority over, the forces of darkness. If that's you, in fact, all of us, just raise one hand up. Say this after me, and you're saying it concerning that situation that we're dealing with tonight. 
Say this out loud. Say, in the name of Jesus, I've heard the word of God tonight. I believe it. I am a believer. I believe what the word says about me. Thank you for the truth, Lord. Thank you that you raised me with Jesus to seat, to seat me with Jesus in heavenly places far above this which has attacked my life. I believe that. I believe the Word of God because I am a believer. Now I just act on that truth I've heard tonight. I exercise my God-given authority over this situation in my life. Say to Satan, Satan, I command you in the name of Jesus, take your, take your uh, hands off of my life. I forbid you right now to bind my life, afflict my life, harass my life any longer. I exercise the authority I have in Jesus' name. Now I'm free from you. I now have resisted you, and you, according to the Bible, have just now fled because the Bible's true. It says, resist the devil, and he will flee. I resisted. And now he's fled. And now I'm free. I lift both of my hands. I lift both of my hands. And I declare that area of my life is now free. In Jesus' name. Now give God praise. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We thank you. The power of God is ministering to these situations in the homes of these precious people, in the lives of their, of their families, in their lives. Tonight, Father, their minds are delivered. Their bodies are delivered. Their finances are delivered. We give you praise. We thank you for it. Thank you for the testimonies we'll hear out of this service tonight. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, you might go home tonight and lay down in the bed and the devil say, that didn't work. But you got to hold him in the arena of faith. And just say, ha ha, Mr. Devil. I practiced what the Bible told me to do. And it worked. You fled. You fled. Hallelujah. Just, just hold him in that arena of faith. You heard about me just holding the enemy in the arena of faith. And uh, he, he has to obey because he can't. The Word of God, either, either that or we got to tear that page out of the Bible. No, it works. I said it works. It's, it's, we don't have to tear it out because we know it's true. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to minister to your helps ministry. Can I do that, Pastor? Uh, if you're here tonight from Pastor Schreier's church, uh, uh, if it'd be all right, if you would be fine with that, uh, I'd like to, my wife and I, minister to your helps ministry. Um, praise the Lord. So I should say, make your way forward if, if you would, and we'll just minister to you, lay hands on you. Praise the Lord. Helps ministry. Anybody that's helping Pastor Schreier and in, in, in whatever you're doing, janitor, usher, whatever, good to have you all here tonight. 
Amen. I believe there's impartations that happen through the laying on of hands. And so something's going to happen, <clears throat> excuse me, happen whenever we lay hands on you. And uh, I believe there'll be equipment to help your pastor. And so reach out your hands in the congregation toward these, if you would. Father, thank you for these precious people that are connected with their pastor and helping him to do what he's called to do in that city. Thank you so much, Father, for their heart to serve and, uh, and that you are working through them and using them. Father, you put it in our heart to lay hands on them. We believe for any impartations, any equipment, any deposits, any graces, any, any uh, abilities that they need to carry out what they're assigned to do, that it'll be imparted as we lay our hands on them. In Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Father. Be blessed in Jesus' name. 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 Thank you, Father, for blessing and equipment in Jesus' name. Thank you for blessing them in Jesus' name, equipping them. Thank you, Father, for equipping them in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We lay hands on you for impartations to serve your pastor in Jesus' name. Thank you for it. Thank you for it. Amen. Uh, Katie, you're their daughter, correct? Hallelujah. Give out, you got, you got a tongue. Mm. Mm. Yeah, many, many things you've seen in your spirit, things that you've known the Lord's plan to use you in, and surely it's not just a pipe dream. It is true, and this is confirmation of it. Mm. And know that the path before you is a path into ministry and service unto the Lord. And so be, be faithful in following his plan and his path. And all the preparations will be made as you're faithful to take every step. And you'll find yourself in the full orb of God's plan in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for impartations in the name of Jesus into her life for that service that you've called her to. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Father. There you go, honey. Give her a great big hug. In Jesus' name, impartations, impartations, impartations. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Father. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Uh, anyone here that, uh, how do I say this? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's, there's someone here. You've had bone or joint problems. I would say uh, it's not just in one location, but it seems to be sometimes in various locations. I don't know if it's painful or what it is. Who is that? Who is that? Real quickly. Come up here. Anyone else? It just seems to be, you know, if it's not, if it's not a pain in, come, come up here. If it's not a pain in one area of your bones, it's like, a, it's like it, it jumps around. It's in multiple places. Amen. Seems like there's somebody else as well. Somebody say, what are you calling out? This is called a word of knowledge. 
Bible talks about words of knowledge. Come on up here. Is that you too? In the name of Jesus. Is that describing you? It just sort of jumps from joint knees, to joint. Hips. Knees, hips, yeah. In the name of Jesus. I command that to stop tonight in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. I command that to stop tonight in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. You know somebody? Somebody? Your mother. Bible said Paul had handkerchiefs taken from his hands and they were taken to the sick and they were ministered to. Father, we lay hands on this cloth in the name of Jesus. I minister your power so that when it's laid on the sick, that Father, that will drive out the infirmity, the sickness, the, the pain in the joints and the bones in Jesus' name. And I curse it tonight, command it to leave and never come back in Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Father. Amen. Amen. Mastaki kekeye eramon doble beshiki bambara golatas esesakaiye fepistokaha bebardieshka edoda. And so be prepared for the ministry of healing to the sick and know that this surely tonight is the beginning and it'll start flowing and you'll begin to say what is that that I'm sensing it's as if I'm starting to know what the diseases are and what is happening in people's bodies and tonight is the beginning and you'll say it's the Lord speaking to me and you'll speak to them and call it out and yes yes bodies will be healed in Jesus name Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name <clears throat> thank you Lord Jesus let's just worship the Lord Thank you, Jesus. 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 Praise you, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Pastor, can I minister to you and your wife? Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Shikalamaya. Pekashtakiya. No shekoko osaike. Oh, oh, man shikanko. A door has been opened unto you of the Lord, of the head of the church, to enter into new rooms of spiritual activity and spiritual ministry. Yes, yes, yes. And it's not just you, but it's both of you together, flowing in the Spirit, flowing as the anointing flows through you as a team to bless the people. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. We worship you tonight. We worship you tonight. We worship you tonight. We worship you tonight. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Ha, 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 ha. Praise you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Your names are Hendrix. Is that correct? Some things are turning. Some things are turning. Hallelujah. Some things are turning. That doesn't mean a lot to me, but whatever that means to you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Ha, ha, ha. Ha, ha, ha. <clears throat> I agree with you for it. Thank you for the turn. 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 In Jesus' name, it turns. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Father. 
thank you for it, Father. Mashtakiete. Do you have a daughter? Yes. Is there a need there of some kind? Yes. Do you? I'm getting part. Sometimes, with the more I'm in the Spirit, I see more of it. I don't see much more than that. Uh huh. Yeah, I believe that could be what the Lord's dealing with. In the name of Jesus, I say it's bound in the name. Ha ha. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know that. I know that. Yeah, it's turned. I know why too. I know why. It's turned tonight. In Jesus' name. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Father. Thank you for it, Father. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Do you got something to sing? You don't have a mic. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's just worship him before we go tonight. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Worship you. Oh, we worship you. Lord, we worship you. Oh, we worship you. We worship you in the morning. We worship you in the noontime. We worship you in the night. All the day through, we worship you.
tonight. Thank you, Father, that these lives that have had the anointing minister, we thank you, lives are changed. And Father, we thank you for the testimonies for your glory. We give you all the praise and all the glory. No man's worthy to take it unto himself. So we give it to you freely, Father. In Jesus' name, somebody shout amen. amen. Hello, this is Pastor Debbie Eberly. It's so good to have you on our broadcast today. If you've been blessed by this ministry, we want to invite you to be a partner with us. We have Facebook at Eberly Ministries and also YouTube at Eberly Ministries. And be sure to like and share those with others. Our heart is to bring you into encounters with God, to empower you to always be victorious with the spirit of faith. Amen. Our website at everlyministries.org has different resources. One is the online archives. We have the Gym Vault, and it's an online repository of free audios, teachings. We have the Spirit of Faith Bible Training Center. If you just want to grow in faith or you've been called into the fivefold ministry, that would be a rich resource for you. The Faith to Faith blog, it's a powerful devotional uh, teaching by Pastor Jay and also online Spirit of Faith bookstore. Uh, if you're just interested in our products, our books, our CDs, our scripture CDs with music background, you can avail yourself of those. Uh, if you have a testimony or you need prayer, please use the contact form and message us and we'll rejoice with your testimonies and we'll pray for you. Amen. Uh, so we're so thankful for what God is doing on the earth today and through Jay Ministries. And on behalf of Pastor Jay and the staff and the JM and Spirit of Faith family, we say thank you for all you do for the kingdom of God. God bless you.